0: Welcome to The Crystal Payne Show, where we help you embrace your life right where you are and give you practical steps to get where you want to go. Whether you are in your car, folding laundry, cooking, cleaning, or maybe even just enjoying a cup of coffee and a few minutes of quiet, we're so glad you're joining us today. Here's your host, wife, mom of six kids, foster mom, entrepreneur, and author, Crystal Payne. Welcome to another episode of the Crystal Pain Show. Today's topic is one that, well, we might lose some listeners over it, Jesse, because I feel like I am inadvertently going to be stepping on some toes or people just didn't even turn this episode on because they saw the title and they're like, oh, nope, not for me because we're going to talk about my challenge to go 21 days with having no sugar. I'm going to share why how what I'm doing changes I've experienced. And no, I'm not going to try to convince you that you need to do this too, but I hope that it challenges you in some way that maybe what I'm learning and how I am pushing myself outside my comfort zone a little bit, maybe there are areas in your life that you need to challenge yourself as well. So before we get to that, Jesse, you are literally leaving on a plane as soon as we are done with this episode. Do you want to tell uh, the listeners where you're going?
1: I'm going on a deep sea fishing trip with Silas and uh, some friends back from Kansas. And we're meeting in Dallas and driving down to the coast of Louisiana.
0: And you did this, was it three years ago?
1: I think it was three years ago.
0: Maybe four. I guess it would have been four because it wasn't 2020.
1: It was before COVID.
0: Yes. So, yeah. so, so it would have been 2019.
1: Well, it's hard to believe it's been that, that feels long. sounds
0: like a long time. That's a lifetime ago. <laughs> and so I'm really excited for you to do this with Silas. And we had an episode. I don't know what the number was, but when we talked about crazy travel stories, that you shared Mm-mm. a story from that trip. So we will have to link to that in the show notes so people can go back and listen to that because it was pretty epic. It was. And I have a feeling that you are probably going to have some stories to share when you come back from this trip as well. So I don't doubt it. <laughs> you told me yesterday, I so said, now, who exactly are you going with? And and you said that you were going, the one of the guys that you're going with, his... What was it like his?
1: I think, don't quote me on it, but now that it's going to be on the podcast, it's like, I think it's uh, his sister's ex-husband.
0: So that's just a little interesting. Yeah. I, just, I just feel like that's going to be an interesting dynamic. But
1: maybe I read the text wrong. Sorry, maybe, Kevin. It's maybe so.
0: Well, 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 we will not be sharing details probably on that, but I just, no. I just had to laugh because I was like, excuse me, Who is going? Wow. Okay.
1: Now it'll be fun.
0: I know. You're going to have a great time. Also, since we last recorded a podcast, Micah turned one, which...
1: It's been amazing. It's like a switch flipped in his brain.
0: Yes. It was like the day he he turned turned one. one. He was like, okay, I am one years old now and I need to be doing a lot of new things. Mm -hmm. Like
1: screaming and talking and walking and yeah.
0: Getting into so many things. He has the capability to kind of Houdini Mm -hmm. himself into a lot of situations. Um, But it's just been so fun because you just see the light bulbs turning in his head and so many things. Like we can tell now when you say, do you want to go bye-bye with Mama? Like he knows what that means. There's a lot of comprehension. Yes. And he's just, it's really fun when you for the longest time you're like i don't know do they do they know what i'm saying do they understand and and there's so many things that just in the last week he's been very clearly indicating that he knows exactly what we're talking about um also we're going to have to get really good at spelling again because
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we had kind of another big change in our life that we haven't talked about on the podcast. And that was that if you all remember in 2020, we fostered a little boy, we call him champ on the internet, and um, we fostered him for eight and a half months. So we had two newborns because Kirsten was born four weeks after we brought him home from the NICU. And then he reunified with his mom. And then over the last, he's been back with his mom since, um, December, 2020. So, um, I can't even do the math. Is that two and a half years? It's
1: going to be three years in December.
0: And so um, we were able to then just continue to be involved in his life and be just available to babysit him when his mom worked. And then she got him into daycare about eight months or so ago. And so then she wasn't needing our help. Well, then some things changed with that childcare situation. And so the last four weeks, we have been babysitting him a lot. And so mm-hmm. we hadn't seen him for six months, which was just crazy because we thought, well, will he even remember us? And oh, wow. <laughs> he remembered us. Oh, yes. He was so excited, so excited to come to our house. And um, he is a ball of energy. And we talk about Micah Houdini himself. Um, I would say that this little three-year-old has the capability to do so much in such a short amount of time.
1: <laughs> so many things that we've never had to deal with before.
0: That I've never thought of someone getting into that and doing that thing with that. Wow, he's figured it out. Just the mm-hmm. other day, um, he was here and I was on the treadmill. And he was right outside of the workout room and he kept coming in and then he'd go out. And, and I thought I was paying really close attention to what he was doing. But somehow, he managed to get two dry erase markers that I didn't even know existed, get the lids off, and then color this mural. <laughs> it was a mural. It was not a painting. It was not a small drawing. It was a mural all across the basement wall. And, and he had gone to painstaking effort to do layer upon layer of this mural. But the crazy thing was, is he did it in two minutes time.
1: Yeah, he wasn't long at all.
0: And he had lined, he had outlined the baseboard, and I'm just like, I wish that I could have watched because he did so much drawing in such a short amount of time, and you came downstairs, and I just I heard you. You're like, uh what did you do? And, and I just knew instantly something yeah. really bad had happened. And I was like, I was just watching him. He was just in here. Like, I, I heard him out there. And um, so, yes, he
1: keeps us on our toes. Mm-hmm. That is for sure. We are getting stock in
0: um, dry, Mr.
1: Clean Mr. dry, clean dry, erase. dry erase
0: marker marker that can pretty much get almost anything out. Our wall looks almost good as new. And we also have determined that um having the kind of paint you have on your wall is very important when you have toddlers especially a well he's not really a toddler anymore he's more like a preschooler preschoolers who have a knack for finding any type of writing utensil no matter how high you uh-huh. put it up or how how much you think you have decluttered them from your house he still finds them so Jesse I had something happen this past week that has not happened the entire year. And that is, I read a book that was a five star read. It is my very first five star read of the year. I think we talked about this on the podcast when we talked about goals for the summer. I don't remember for sure. I know I've talked about this on Instagram. I'm the money saving mom on Instagram, but talked about how the kids are older three wanted to do a book club over the summer with me. And that was their idea, which I thought was a great idea. Um, We have some who love to read more than others. And so every one of us picked a book. We picked four books for the summer. And I was so excited because my pick has been a huge hit. And it was the first one that we did. And actually on Instagram, I asked for people to give suggestions and they suggested this one. And it has been so good it's called salt to the sea it is by I think you pronounce her name Ruta Sepetus.
1: is it salt, is salt to the sea
0: salt to the sea is that what I said and you, would you say that's Ruta Sepetus? I should look sure. it sure I should look it up um, online she's written multiple books and um this one was a Carnegie medal winner in 2017 and so many people recommended it. I'd actually never even heard of it before, but it is the story of this tragedy that it says it was six times deadlier than the Titanic. It is a sinking of a ship and it is in the middle of World War II. It's winter 1945. And it's not a true story in the sense of that the characters in the story are not true, but all of the historical facts surrounding the story are true and she Hmm. talks at the end of the book all of the effort that she went to to research for this book all of the different people that she interviewed for the book it was crazy how many interviews she did and the questions that she asked but then also where she traveled in order to research and be able to write this novel in a way that was very historically accurate so Hmm. It's written in this really interesting form because it starts out and you're kind of confused because it's in four different voices. And so it tells the story from four different voices, but you quickly figure out how they all connect. And then it's just interesting to hear the different viewpoints. And it's a very creatively written book, but very engaging. Silas has not finished it yet, but both of the girls have, and they just kept begging me, mom, mom, have you finished the book? Have you finished the book? It's so good. Mom, you got to finish the book. And um, Caitlin gave hers away to the neighbor girl. As soon as she finished it, she was like, you have to read this book. And um, so if you're looking for a good read, that is not a, I mean, it's a heavy topic, but it's written in a way that doesn't feel overbearing and also it's written in a way that is clean, which I really appreciated. There's not a lot of language. There's not a lot of graphic scenes. It's a YA book, um, and there's a lot of white space in the book, so it looks like this really thick book, but you can get through it pretty quickly. So that is Salt to the Sea by, we think, Ruta sepetus And she has some other books. Um, one of them that is an award-winning um, book called Between Shades of Grey that has nothing to do with what we think of when we think of Shades of Grey, um, but People have highly, highly, highly recommended it to me, and I found it on Libby, so I'm hoping to be able to listen to it soon.
1: That would be a really interesting one to listen to on audiobook, Yes, being the four different voices.
0: Yes, because sometimes those types of things would not be narrated. They just have one person, but someone told me that it's narrated with four different voices, and so it's really well done. Um, So I kind of almost want to go back and re-listen to it because I feel like you would get a different perspective hearing it read to you. Jesse, you said that you have a book that you have been reading?
1: Yeah, I'm just about finished with it. Caitlin had for Christmas had gotten me Jared Kushner's autobiography, uh, Breaking History. So I, she didn't know if I would read it or not. So, but I was trying to well while I was doing seventy five hard, uh, going through my nonfiction books and pulled that one off the shelf. Glad I did. It was really interesting, just kind of getting a I don't know, inside baseball kind of, look at what was going on during the Trump administration.
0: And obviously it's written by Jared Kushner. So mm-hmm. he's going to have a it, lot of bias,
1: but yeah, it is, it's interesting because there there is a lot of justification, it seems in the book um, and how he's writing, but I mean, who doesn't want to defend what they've done in the past mm-hmm. or people around them, mm-hmm. especially family members. I mean, mm-hmm. so, you know, you just know that that going in, that there's a certain color of glasses uh, that, were used in writing the book
0: but you have brought it up to me multiple Mm -hmm. times hey guess what and when this was happening and so it was very much i love to read those type of books that it's kind of this historic event that we all lived through knew about watched on the news or whatever but then to get the behind the scenes of someone Mm -hmm. who's actually living it out right And yes, they're going to bring their own bias and perspective, but there's a lot of details that you're like, oh, I would have never known that had
1: Mm -hmm. I not read this book. You know, one thing that was really interesting to me was, you know, we're always talking about Trump using Twitter and and how he seemed unhinged. Well, there is a method behind the madness, and he goes into what that method was and how he would use um, various aspects of his Twitter game to get an end result or to get people to think that there's going to be action when there's not necessarily going to be an action.
0: So according to Jared, it the media always portrayed it like he was just like basically sitting on the toilet late at night, like just, right. you know firing off these messages mm-hmm. and at least that was my perspective of how mm-hmm. people often per- right. portrayed it and so jared according to him that was not the case at all
1: right and there it was a lot i of... go through like four different people before
0: interesting wow wow i would want to know who those people were because
1: some of them i don't think that um they did go through four people at the time and because i know that there were some other uh, people that were in the administration that had access to the account. So it actually might've also been ghostwritten.
0: Really? Wow. That is so fascinating. Well, also because Twitter seemed so often it felt so real time that you're mm-hmm. like, there would be no way that it could have gone through kind of fact checkers or people who were like an edited or look at it and give him some feedback and be like, hold up, maybe, mm-hmm. you know? And so that's, that's really interesting. You're making me
1: want to read the book. Well, like right now I'm, reading a part about going through the um, Israeli-Arab peace process and how they used uh, Twitter to kind of help get people to the table that weren't coming to the table.
0: Hmm. Interesting. So there was a lot of strategy behind Mm -hmm. it. Wow. Because I feel like if you would look at the stream, it just felt like throwing spaghetti Mm -hmm. against the wall. Like, I'm mad, I'm frustrated, I want to get back at somebody. So that's really... Really fascinating. Wow. I don't know how I feel about that. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. If you've heard me talk at all over the last few years, you know that I went through a season where I had very severe seasonal allergies. And it took me a while to figure out what was triggering it. And it was debilitating if you've ever suffered from this i actually had my polyps got really swollen in my nose and then i got chronic rhinitis so i could not smell out of my nose and not only that but i would have these really awful headaches the kind that just kept me from being able to enjoy my life And I started going to an ENT, and one of the things that he recommended was Claritin D. And so for a time period, I took Claritin, and it was such a help to me. Luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. It works so well. I am a living testament to how well it works. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. So if you've ever suffered from seasonal allergies, if you can relate to kind of some of the things that I have experienced and you want some relief, Amoir makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Amoir, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for new-to-use styles. Now, I mentioned on the podcast recently that I have been pregnant or breastfeeding for four and a half years, and that season of my life came to a close recently, and I was like, I forgot, I can wear normal clothes again that don't need to be breastfeeding friendly or constantly changing in sizes with a postpartum body. And so now I'm left with trying to figure out, well, what do I wear? What is my style I can't even remember, and styles have changed so much in the last few years. And so I've been having fun experimenting with different types of clothing. And I love that Amoir has allowed me to try some different styles of jeans and kind of step outside my comfort zone and figure out what I love, what works for my body type, and to not have spent money on things that I was like, "Mm, actually, this doesn't work after I wore it a few times and realized I don't. Like it. And so it's been a great opportunity for me to try out some new things and help me to define my personal style. And I also love that the style quiz, the different suggestions that they gave after I took the style quiz it was right in line with what I would want to wear. And so I have just loved this service and I would love for you to get to try it out and get a great deal. Right now, my listeners can give amoir a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit amwar.style forward slash crystal. That is amwar.style a-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash crystal to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try armoire today. This episode is sponsored by BuyHeart, and I feel like I need to preface what I'm going to say with this. I'm a huge advocate of breastfeeding. Anyone who knows me well knows that nursing is something I believe in, and all five of our biological children were breastfed until they were 19 to 23 months old. However, we also have fostered and adopted, and I've been so grateful They're made with certified clean ingredients. It has no soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about ByHeart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast with code CRYSTAL for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. So go to byheart.com forward slash podcast and use CRYSTAL to get your welcome offer. Okay. So I was going to share what's saving my life and also going to mention that on Instagram, I have been doing a Wednesday feature called What I'm Loving Wednesday. So if you enjoy me sharing what's saving my life on the podcast, you definitely do not want to miss that on Instagram because I'm sharing just three items or products that are things that I have been just loving that week or have been loving long-term. And so this week, I'm going to talk about pickleball cocktail Jesse you know what this is only because I've talked about it a lot. So I had mentioned on Instagram probably four weeks ago about I've been having these weird postpartum hair issues. And I know that a lot of people have hair stuff postpartum where your hair falls out or your hair changes texture or it's just funky or you have all these baby hairs growing in. I've never really experienced that that I can remember. Now, I also have had COVID and it kind of came at the same time. And I've heard that COVID can mess your hair up as well. And I know people who have had a lot of weird things with their hair because of COVID. And so I think it's postpartum, but it can also be hand in hand with COVID as well. Um, but just weird stuff. Like I got this, I have this blonde streak. It's not white. It's not silver. It's not gray. It's a really, really, blonde, like light, light blonde, so it almost looks white, but it's not. Hmm. Um, streak in my hair, and it won't take dye. Like the pigmentation of the hair has has been lost. And there's not really anything you can do, according to my hairdresser and according to what I've researched, to get your pigmentation back in once you've lost it. And so that's really strange that it just all of a sudden popped up. And then just some other weird, funky things with my hair. And so um, I was mentioning that and people were suggesting a lot of different things. But um, one of them was this hair test that you should do. That kind of tells about the minerals in your body. And then they recommended this Instagram account. It's underscore muscles and motherhood. And she goes into all of the details of so many things. But one of them is this hair testing and how it can really help you understand where you're deficient in certain minerals and all of that. But one of the things that I found fascinating is she talks about how we don't usually consume, especially women who are breastfeeding and or pregnant, do not consume enough of certain minerals. And one of them was potassium and one of them was magnesium. And also that usually, especially for breastfeeding and pregnant and um, active that we will probably not have enough sodium in our diet if we don't eat a lot of junk food or something like that. And so I found it very fascinating and she talked about the best kind of electrolyte drinks to have and that you should be putting minerals in your water. Basically, if you're drinking a gallon of water, but you're also pregnant and breastfeeding and or breastfeeding or very active, you're probably just kind of fleshing out all these things and not your body doesn't have enough mineral. And so she went through and talked about the different electrolyte drink mixes on the market. She recommends making your own, but if you don't want to go to that, then she said the pickleball cocktail from Jigsaw Health was the best one, according to the potassium, magnesium, and sodium, um, what's the word I'm looking Ratio. for? Ratios, yes. And she explains it all in depth over on her Instagram account. So you really need to watch it. Because I've talked about this a little bit on Instagram, and people kind of flip their lid about some different things, and I'm like, just go watch it. And I sat there and watched. Well, I was actually on the treadmill while I was watching it, but watched all of the research. And she convinced me to try it out. And so the thing about it is, I really love how it tastes, and I really enjoyed it. And I feel like the fact that I have been pregnant and/or breastfeeding for the past almost four years now probably has done a bit of a number on my body and also we brought home two other children during that time and so there's been a lot of just a lot required from my body and maybe not a whole lot of sleep happening many mm-hmm. times and so just feeling like I'm doing this as something to replenish and supply my body in a healthy way um so that's the pickleball cocktail from jigsaw health I got the blue raspberry and I like that. They also have an orange one that didn't look very good to me. So the blue raspberry, I didn't know how it tastes. It doesn't have any sugar. It's sweetened with stevia and I love it with sonic ice and just put it in my big cup and drink it all day long. And
1: how is it colored?
0: It is it's all natural. Like if you read the ingredients everything is all natural. So I didn't I thought it probably would not taste good. Um especially because I'm not a big fan of stevia, but mm. I actually really liked it. So, we'll link to that in the show notes. All right, 21 days of no sugar. What is this? Why am I doing this? And how am I doing this? And then what changes have I seen? So, Today, I am officially over halfway through this challenge. When this podcast comes out, I will be almost to the end. I actually waited for four days to even mention anything online because I kind of wanted to get through the hardest part and make sure that I was going to stick with it because it felt really daunting to me. So I got the idea for this. I was inspired, maybe convicted is a better word. I was on Natalie Runyon's Instagram. She was on the podcast recently talking about church hurt. And so you're like, wait, hold up. What sugar church hurt. Okay. Uh, So she actually had a post that was talking about alcohol and she was talking about Christians who are really dependent upon alcohol. And when we had been together, she told me about a lot of different situations where in order to write a sermon or to be creating music, uh, worship, planning different things. And she said that she's been in so many situations where they needed to have alcohol in order to have inspiration. And she was basically saying, like, if you're dependent upon alcohol, that's not an anointing. That's not like God giving you that. That's an addiction. And she was Mm -hmm. talking about wanting to not have anything control us, us. And so I read that. And I don't have an issue with alcohol, but I was instantly thinking of sugar and thinking about how I love sugar and how so often, like when I'm bored, it's like, oh, I should get something sweet to eat. Or when I'm busy, it's like, oh, I got a lot going on today. I should reward myself with something sweet or I'm feeling kind of sad. Or that was really hard, and it's it's like my default is just to have sugar, and I don't eat a lot of processed. I, I much prefer, although I will have ice cream, and I do really like Reese's peanut butter cups, or any actually Trader Joe's peanut butter cups are the best. But I really love homemade baked goods and just things that are sweet. Like that's, but but not honey, not fruit. Like I'm going to refine sugar. And so I read that post and I thought about it some more and it just really challenged me. And I was paying attention and I realized like I'm having dessert at least two to three, sometimes even more times a day. And when I'm not having it, I'm thinking about it and I'm craving it. And I don't want to have anything that controls me or consumes me other than Jesus. And it just really, I was just really challenged and convicted that I need to let go of sugar for a little while to just have the discipline of not being dependent upon it. And so I told you, Jesse, I said, I think I'm going to do 21 days of no sugar. And They're like, okay, go for it. And I did, I will kind of confess that I did look at the calendar and make sure, like, we don't really have anything going on (laughs) that it's going to be like, I'm really going to
1: regret this decision. Makes it a whole lot easier.
0: But I actually started it. I was going to this influencers event here that they had really elaborate, yummy food. And I started it that day. And I was like, if I can make it through this day, then I probably can do this. And so that is the why behind it. I'm just really wanting to have that discipline and just not that instead of dependency. But then the how I decided, okay, don't set yourself up for unrealistic expectations. So I'm not going to be militant about it. If there are trace amounts of sugar in something, we're not going to worry about that. It's only refined sugar. So I'm not having like coconut sugar or something like that. But um, for instance, the bread that I've been eating does have trace amounts of organic sugar. And I'm like, that's fine. We're not going to worry about that. Um, I'm eating fruit. I'm still eating bread, obviously. And I said, I can have honey. And so just kind of coming up with some creative alternatives. So it's not just like you're taking it away so much that then it consumes you of thinking of Mm -hmm. what am I going to eat next or I can't eat this. Like I also don't want that because that's kind of having the the wrong effect as Mm -hmm. well. So just having some things where it's like, okay, I can have toast with peanut butter and honey. And that's a great alternative if I need something sweet. And so just kind of having these fallback things has been very, very helpful for me. Lots of fruit, all of that. Um, And just really challenging myself in this. And I have already, Jesse, we've had multiple things in the last 11 days where I've just not eaten it, just not eaten the cake, not Mm -hmm. eaten the donut holes. Not eaten the really yummy desserts that were on the table. Forgone, forgone, forgone. Is that the word? Is that a word? Um, not <laughs> for, had. foregoing. Not had the yummy pink lemonade, you know. And it's been really that good for really me. That was really good, by the way. I'm sure it was. It looked really good. But it's been so good for me. And the interesting thing is I had a headache for the first four days. And mm-hmm. I felt really gross. It wasn't horrible, like it wasn't like I felt when I went off of coffee, but it still it made me think like I have an addiction. I I'm having to process, like my body's having to detox from something, and and maybe addiction is too strong. Addiction is too strong of a word. I would say it's like I was the precursor to addiction. Maybe is what I said on Instagram, but. Just that my body was dependent on this, I guess is maybe better in the sense of that when I went off of it, my body had to detox from it. And I honestly didn't expect that. Like hmm. that was a very surprising to me that my, I felt like I had a fever because everything was felt swollen and achy. I had a really bad headache. I felt grumpy. And so for the first four days, it was kind of just push through, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. It's going to be worth it. But when I got to about day five and six, it kind of all lifted. And then I realized that I had so much more energy. Hmm. The interesting thing is I have been eating more because I've been eating a lot more um, protein and fruits and vegetables. I'm eating way healthier. That's the other thing. Like I just Yes, eating, making much better choices for food. And I'm finding that so often I was going to food when it was just like, almost like bored eating or something, Mm -hmm. Um, just kind of like to break up the day or something.
1: Not realizing exactly how much food you're actually eating.
0: Yes. And so when I can't just grab some chocolate chips or get a few spoonfuls of ice cream or something, it's just, it's helping me to recognize these patterns that maybe are not really healthy. Um, And I not only am having a lot more energy, my skin (laughs) has just looked really great. And I just overall feel so much healthier, but also I'm losing weight when I'm eating way more. So that's just an interesting thing that I did not expect. Um, And, you know, ever since Kirsten was born and then Micah was born, my body just kind of has slowed down. And usually I could kind of easily lose weight. And my body's just kind of hung on to some weight. And I'm like, hmm, maybe it's been hanging on to this weight because I am eating so much sugar. (laughs) I don't know. We'll see. But I just thought that that was an interesting thing that I did not realize how many calories I was consuming that were just empty sugar calories that weren't, I wasn't putting, I wasn't thinking. It was just kind of mindless consumption. So I share all this not to challenge people to be like, you need to go off sugar too. I don't know what I'm going to do at the end of 21 days. I don't have a plan right now. I'm just getting to the end of 21 days, but it's been really, really good for me. And I guess I would just challenge you to think of, is there anything in your life that you're using kind of as a crutch that you're using to cope with life that you're using to kind of maybe numb the pain that you're feeling? That you're using as just kind of like a mindless consumption. It could be your, it could be Instagram. It could be some type of food or drink. It could be, you know, something else in your life. But just really thinking like, is there something that's consuming, that you're dependent upon, that you're craving, that when you don't have, you want it, but in a way that's not healthy, that's dysfunctional? And are you looking to something other than God to fill you and to, give you happiness and joy. And I want to be clear. I think that God has given us the good gifts of food and drink. And I don't think that we need to you know, be these martyrs for Jesus in the sense of that we should never enjoy the good gifts. But there's a point when it becomes, it's no longer a gift that we're enjoying, and it's something that we're consuming in an unhealthy way and that we're craving it and we're needing it and we're dependent upon it. And so, just challenging myself, looking in my own life, and also challenging you. I don't know what that looks like for you, but I hope that in some way this has made you think. And um, I'd love to hear from you. We always love feedback. So if you have thoughts, if if this, you know, just caused you to think something, and you're like, mm, I'm, I, I just maybe need to make some changes in my life. I'd love to hear from you. Send send us an email, Crystal at money dot com. Before we go, Jesse, any parting thoughts before you head out on that plane?
1: <laughs> no, I'm all good. Um, you're enjoying your sugar. Well, you know, it's it kind of reminds me of what, what, what we did with 75 Park. It's good to make these challenges to be more cognizant of things that you're doing that you might just be mindlessly doing and causing negative effects. Mm-hmm. And um, then you make those little changes, it may seem a, like a big change at the time, but in the grand scheme of things, it's a little change and has some big results.
0: Mm-hmm. And just more of that mindset shift and that recognition. And I think no matter what I do at the end of 21 days, at least for quite a long while, I'm going to be more aware mm-hmm. of where I'm just grabbing food without thinking or just consuming stuff without really thought and I think that it's important that we're intentional in the choices that we make because those little choices every day add up to a changed life yep. and it's either changed in a negative way or changed in a positive way so my challenge to you today is pay attention to the little choices where do you want to be in a year five years ten years from now and are the little choices that you're making every day helping to move you in a tiny way in the direction that you want to go Thank you for joining us today. For more great resources, please visit crystalpain.com.